Hey folks, welcome to another week's The Live Life Wrestling Show. Sincere Hogan, that's me, my man Mike Marler on the other line. So you got the Houston-Las Vegas connection going on here, and we got Jersey in the house with our guest today. What's going on, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man, and great guest today, too, so I can't wait to talk to him about this topic that everybody's going to love this episode. Now, before we get to them, the reason why you're able to listen to this episode for free, as well as episodes such as the one with Matt Brown and Dwayne Crawford and Thomas Inkleton and Tim Larkin, all these great guests we consistently have, and we've got so many great guests coming down the pipeline as well, is because of people such as the ones I'm about to mention. People using using that coupon code LLA to get 10% off our respective products to support our business, which in turn supports the show. So just a few people that have been using that coupon code. We've got Audrey Powell. we got Bradley Naylor. Fabio Vieira in Brazil. Yeah, Fabio, yeah. Hopefully the, hopefully the product makes it to you, Fabio. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's, all, he's also a Patreon supporter as well, man. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And then Finlay Johnson, Nathan Barnes, Jeffrey Cordova, Mark Dondre, Joseph Canning out of the UK, Daniel Brembach, William Brent, and Chad Morita. So these are just a few people that they don't just love the show. They want to go beyond just taking the great information and use that coupon code to support our business, get a discount on some great products, win-win all around. And how about with you, man? Same thing. Some of the folks you mentioned are also, they also purchase products on newwarriortraining.com as well. And also to add to that list, we have Stephanie Doak, as well as Paul Wilson and Freya Hansen. All of them have stepped up to the plate and continue to support both of our businesses as well as supporting the show, as well as everyone over at patreon.com slash LLA podcast who support the show on a monthly basis with their contributions. So there you go, people. So thank you for supporting the show. And um, all you other folks out there, you probably should thank them, too. If you ever see them tweeting and sharing messages and all that, you should just chime right on in and say, you know what? Because of you, I get to enjoy the show as well. Yeah. You know, and, and I came out. I took my head out of my butt just for five minutes to say thank you. OK, so there you go, people. All right. So, you know, it's like thanks for supporting the show because it, it allows me to be a freeloader and just take <laughs> without giving. You know, because you're giving so much, I get to just take. So thanks a lot. <laughs> just just post that on Twitter. Everybody's got to give their share, Mike. Everybody's got to do their share. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the least you can do is leave us reviews on iTunes. Leave us reviews on Twitter, on Facebook. Share episodes. Don't just favorite it. Retweet that sucker. Yeah, hit that retweet. Get it out there. very easy. There you go. Boom. Just get into your timeline. We'll take if every that single yeah. If every <laughs> single one of our listeners shared the episode with one other person, that would be huge for us. Yeah, and that doesn't huge cost for you. anything. <laughs> huge yeah. for you because that keeps giving us the incentive to keep doing shows. Hey. Yeah, don't be don't be a hoarder. Don't be that person that <laughs> I, like, I don't I don't want anyone else to know about this great information. <laughs> <laughs> show hoarder. It's, it's like it's like some of these bands, you know, growing up in the New York City hardcore scene, DC, and so forth. A lot a lot of people didn't want these bands to be successful because it was their band. Well, it's like I want to see them in the small club with fifty people. It's like, well, guess what? If they can't make any money doing this, they're going to be working. Working at Kinko's next week. All right. So DJs were the same way, man. They would get a yeah. record, man. We get something exclusive, and then we didn't want to show anybody. Like, I don't want them to know about this because then everybody wants. To, <laughs> God forbid, if another DJ goes out and buy the same record you get, and they start playing it, like, look, dude, if you do your style the way you do, and people love you, it doesn't matter. Other DJ can go by, and he can still suck. It doesn't matter. But you're not right. helping the artist by trying to keep this to yourself and hide it or whatever. And I, you know, in my younger days, I found myself guilty of that, and I realized, like, I'm not helping this guy by covering up the name of the song from anybody that walks up, especially people on the dance floor who can actually go out and buy it. I didn't even have to buy it. So I was like, okay, this this is flawed. You gotta stop doing that. So yeah, I've been guilty of that and then I realized it sucked. So if you're an adult, a grown ass adult, and you're still doing that, stop it, man. 
stuff. Yeah, what, what's that? What's that saying? High tide raises all ships. You know, that's the way. You, <laughs> you know, that's the way you want to look at it. Like, well, everyone's success is everyone's success. Sounds like our guest is actually getting engulfed in that high tide right now. <laughs> like, like oh, no, no, no toilet flushing, Anthony, yeah, during the episode. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> toilet Dude, flushing had, has been banned from this show, man. <laughs> we've had complaints from one listener about excessive toilet flushing. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm outside, so you might hear planes going by or whatever, but no toilet flushing. <laughs> Come on, just get back in your parents' basement, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, we got Anthony Roberts back, good friend of mine. He's been on the show many times. And today we're going to talk about myths and truths about steroids, about anabolics, because there's so much misinformation out there. People either think that if they take anabolics, they're going to get big, but their dick's going to fall off. Or if they take <laughs> anabolics, you know, or that there's no negatives at all to anabolics and they're totally overstated. So what is the truth? Now, there's so much talk about anabolics because of now the UFC is doing harder testing, and the Olympics are coming up. So we're going to talk to a steroid expert. Anthony's written several books about anabolics, knows a great deal about performance-enhancing drugs, and just cut through all the nonsense and get down to what's real. So, Anthony, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, we're doing good, good man. man. Let, let, let's get into what are the biggest myths about steroids what are what are the things that you come across when you're looking at message boards or talking to people that are just completely false well probably the worst one and it it predates all the message boards but the worst one was uh brain cancer mm. so like anyone who's our age will probably remember like lyle Zito and yeah. all that. yeah yeah like he used steroids and also he died of brain cancer but that's really not connected at all right you're just trying to draw correlations like he had brain cancer oh yeah he also used steroids that must have been the culprit yeah he also played um nfl football and he's ramming <laughs> right. his head into people's chest i mean if anybody ever watched him play you know let's talk about the trauma you know and the concussions and all that let's talk about that but no it's not yeah i mean his you know and it's one of those where at the time i mean he was i mean he, he was he was a big deal in football oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. and unfortunately you know, he got brain cancer, and when you look, I guess when you're, you know, when you're hit with something like that, you're looking for a reason. Right. You know, you say, well, I did this thing that's unhealthy, and then, unfortunately, at that time, the media just repeated it, just said, yeah, this is the cause. He did this thing, and he got brain cancer, and there was never any, you know, there was never actually any... Like study or analysis, scientific, yeah. you know, bridge for that. Right. But they just they ran with it. How, what 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 would be the theory behind that? I mean, what anabolics was he taking? I'm not sure if you know this. And then how would that cause brain cancer? Well, they actually they actually said that it. I think one of the primary things was uh, growth hormone, and at the time, right. some people had gotten uh, Crutchfield Jacobs disease from growth hormone, but it's important to understand they got growth hormone that was extracted from the pituitary of cadavers. Right. That's a, that's a big difference. And it's, you know, obviously you can contract a disease through something like that, but the actual no growth hormone, like the synthetic growth hormone, um, as far as I know, there's been 
no link to brain cancer uh, since then. Well, here, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Has there ever been another case of a steroid user <laughs> getting brain cancer? Of, of just the steroids you getting it? Well, that, like yes. say, or someone, <laughs> someone who's someone who's used steroids. Has there ever been someone else who came forward and said, "Hey, I've been using steroids for many years, and I I, now I now, now I have yeah, now I have brain cancer. I think this is." Well, the cause. I remember. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you if you'll remember the name. He was a bodybuilder back in the nineties. Uh, Dennis Newman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so he got uh, he had leukemia, but again, these are like weird one offs, right? Where people say, "Oh, I." You know, I have I, I unfortunately contracted this disease, or you know, developed this disease, and also I did this thing. But there's no, there, you know, there's no connection. Um, yeah, it's just sort of that correlation that people jump on. Actually, the guy that wrote the article for Sports Illustrated um, later wrote a retraction about it. Mm. And, you know, he said, listen, there's no scientific evidence that this is the case. I was wrong. But most people don't, you know, yeah. read the retraction. Yeah, exactly. Read the exactly. Article. Yeah. Well, once you make a retraction, I mean, it's out there. You know, you've opened the door. Horses have ran out the barn. And, <laughs> and they have gotten and back, back in. They're not looking yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. It had to be that. It's like, I was wrong. Nah, man. I think I'm the only person who's ever read that retraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize there was a retraction, right. so that's news to me as well. Because the media doesn't but cover that, that that's part. That's probably right? the worst one. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys remember. But I, I don't. I don't um, hear that one too much, though, right? We don't hear that. We don't hear too many people who discuss steroids saying, "Well, you know, watch out for brain cancer." It seems like the ones people really worry sure, about your testicles are testicles going to shrink. That's always yeah, the first testi- one because God forbid you lose. That's going straight to the manhood, and we don't want that to happen. What about everything? Yeah, else? Like, you know, liver and kidney problems, exactly, you know, and bitch tooth, like and you know all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, all, like, so there's it's it's a lot of times when you look at like you look at the the actual side effects. You know, so, um, gotta come ask you, right? Bitch tits. Uh, it's possible. A lot of people have gotten it. A lot of times, though, it, it'll go away when they stop using it. I mean, sometimes they'll say, oh, I could still see it. Um, there's certain, you know, anti estrogen medications that'll, you know, get rid of it also. Um, oh, well, what, what are some examples of those? Just because I've had people. So, Letrozole was actually found. Okay, Letrozole, yeah. Completely. Completely get rid of the the uh, the mass. Really? Okay. Yeah, believe it or not. Well, here's the thing, right? And, and um, letrozole often is taken as a testosterone booster as well, right? And it blocks the conversion of testosterone and estrogen. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 start it sort of puts a stop on the the uh, feedback loop, right? So you right. have a lot of testosterone. You know, some of it converts to estrogen, and when your body senses the estrogen goes too high, it cuts off the flow of testosterone. So right. The, like that's that's a great you know sort of way to boost testosterone is get rid of some of the estrogen because your body really never says <laughs> I have too much testosterone it looks at all the other <laughs> right. things and says okay we have to shut off testosterone it's causing these other things yeah that's true isn't it it's like <laughs> if you have really high testosterone your body's never looking for a way to mitigate that or balance it out it's like hey have fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you have too much estrogen yeah if you have too much estrogen it goes okay let's shut off this testosterone because too much of it is converting into estrogen yeah yeah as far as i know there's no i mean to some extent there must be a level that the testosterone gets to where your body says, all right, that's enough. But without the other markers, I don't know what that level is. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've never heard of anything either on that topic. Well, I mean, well, let, let's do this. Let's talk about the, the most effective anabolics. Let's say if someone wants to get bigger and stronger, what are the most effective ones? And then we'll get into potential side effects on those. So, I mean, generally, I would I would say testosterone. For most people that don't want to be a professional bodybuilder, I would say testosterone. So just once, testosterone once shots. Guess, yeah. yeah, yeah, injections. Um, the pills, you know, you, you get into this, you know, you're either talking about Andriol, which is testosterone, and decanoic pills, which is fairly ineffective, or you're right. talking about methyl testosterone, that's where you start getting into, like, the liver problems yeah. and, and things yeah. like that. So either the cream, the shots, or I think they have trochies now as well, so sublingual stuff, you put it under your tongue. But I they, think, have, uh, they, they have the implant, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about the, the implants are interesting because on one hand, you know, you inject it, and then you have really yep. high levels, and it lasts several months from what I've heard. But what, what about yep. if – what about if the dosage is not effective, where in other words, it doesn't raise your levels up enough, or what if it takes it up way too high to the point where you just feel kind of amped up too much? Because now you just have to wait for it to slowly mitigate and normalize. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I, I never thought of that. The other thing is that, you, you know, it's it's a fairly substantial thing to fire a pellet into your body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seems like overkill. Like, why do you, why do you have to get a minor operation for this? Just, just to me, the, to me, the cream seems like the easiest one for compliance, right? You don't have to, you, you don't have to worry about needles. The only issue with the cream is that, you know, if you're a married guy or you have a girlfriend or you have kids, you don't want the cream going from you to them. So you have to put it on, put it on at a time where you're not going to be interacting with anyone. Yeah, that's 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 another weird thing. Like, I, I mean, I know some people don't like needles, but really, and you know, there's problems with the pharmacokinetics of an, of a, an injection. Like, you know, it goes it goes up, it peaks really quick, then it you know right slowly goes down. Yeah, like the end of that week. I mean, you get an injection on Monday. By Sunday, it's a lot lower than it was on Monday. Yeah, and that's even more the long acting ones. I mean, you know, you still see the the rapid onset. So, uh, the cream seems problematic for all the reasons you said. Plus, you're putting you know, cream on your body every day. <laughs> I mean, I would just kind of rather get, you know, a shot once a oh, week. Oh, come on. A lot, lot, lot of metrosexuals out there. They're putting on a lot of come cream on. anyway. It's you just know, a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got guys shining themselves uh, up I mean, with baby oil like and all that. The problem is, so seriously, like, look, I use well, shea butter every day. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? You, you can touch someone after you put shea butter on. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true I mean, you don't have baby, to like, well plus if you're if you're an overweight guy and you sweat easily or it's hot yeah. like it is in vegas you're gonna sweat that cream right out right after you put it on you have to wait until you're inside and air conditioned and then i don't know how long it takes to absorb you know how long you have to leave it on until most of it is absorbed yeah so i can i can see some issues being there yeah i mean you know like i mean there's, there's issues with you know with all of the methods i mean to me there's, there's a really long acting shot that lasts like a month to six weeks, right? And it's just an oil based injection. Mm. Wow. Just I, one, I mean, once every, that once seems a month. To be the huh? best. What's that? Just once a month then? You would just get injected once a month or every six weeks? Yeah. Uh, it's called Nibido, like N E B I D O. And that's a long lasting shot. Usually you get two in the beginning and then one after six weeks and then you repeat the process. Right. Now, one of the obvious side effects, though, with testosterone replacement therapy is if you're on it for too long, won't it shut down your natural production and then you're stuck being on it for life? Uh, 
generally, it, I mean, the body's pretty resilient, you know, like, um, it'll shut it down while you're on, it'll shut it down for a period afterwards, but I've never heard of someone, and, and here's the thing, like, you age, right? Like, right. So let's say you're on steroids for 10 years, from the time you're 30 to the time you're 40. Yeah. You age 10 years, so now, when you say, I want to get my testosterone back to 500 or whatever it was when you were 30, you're 10 years older, it wouldn't have been that high. Right, right. Would have gone so down people anyway. People go like, yeah. "Oh, I never got back to like baseline." <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a good like, point. You were older, like well, you yeah. were older after your cycle. So you've been on it for you ten years. And you think you can get back to where you were ten years ago? Naturally, it's like no, it's ten years now. But I mean, yeah. So I what, mean, I, mean, I, I can understand. He's using what's up. No, no, I was going to say, it, it, it makes sense for someone who's older, who doesn't have good levels anyway. So, I mean, who cares if you shut it down? Your levels are already so low. There's not much to shut down. But I, what I think is right. someone someone who, who already has good levels, and they're taking it because they want to go beyond their genetic limitations. So they go, okay, I'm at 500 total testosterone, which is a decent number. But if I get on TRT, I can get up to 1,200. And then I'm going to put right. on more size. I'm going to be way stronger in the gym. And then they do that for a long period of time. And then when they go off, can they get back to where they were before? Let's say they just do it for a year. So we're not talking 10 years now. They just do it for a year and they decide, yeah, okay, I, I don't want to. I think they can. Okay. Like approximately, I, I mean, you know, we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about someone, you know, we're talking about someone who's about midline. So it's, so it's not going to be yeah, it's not going to be a permanent shutdown. So you know, if I take DHEA cream for six months and then decide, okay, I don't want to take this anymore, you know, my natural DHEA levels can come back. It's not something where it can shut it'll shut down permanently. Yeah, and you know, when you talk about someone using testosterone, normally, I mean, a pretty low dose will get you up to, um, you know, will get you up to that twelve hundred. I mean, I, I was at nine fifty shooting uh propane 100 megs of propane three times a week okay that's that's a really low dose like that's a dose low enough to beat you know most drug tests oh interesting and that's putting <laughs> me at the high end of normal that brings up another question you know someone who's in the ufc or a professional athlete they could just take a lower dose than that some, something that would get them to a level you're talking about, 800 or so, which is still a great level, especially when you're training hard because that tends to lower testosterone levels a great deal. You're overtraining, your sleep is off, you have anxiety about a fight or you're amped up. So you take a low dose, you get up to around 700, 800. That won't be enough to be detectable, though, right. on testing. Is that the case? Right. Most of the time, yeah. Most oh. of the time, your your uh, your epi test level you know, still be lower. And I mean, the thing is, too, so that probably explains Vitor UFC, Belfort. Right? Uh, Vitor Belfort was around, even though he didn't look that good in his last fight. And I'm talking about his physique with Chris Weidman. Uh, during they tested him during the camp, I think at the halfway point, and Chris Weidman was at about 350, which is pretty low for a young guy. But again, he's training super hard. You're you're in an overtrained state when you're when you have a fight coming up, so that's not unnatural. But Vitor was around like 1,100 or something like that, which is lower than what he was at when he was on TRT, or at least when he was publicly on TRT being tested for. But still, it's a really high number for someone that's in the middle of training camp, especially someone who allegedly is not on it anymore. It's like, okay, you're not on it anymore because you needed to be on it to get your levels to a normal level. Now you're off of it, and you're still really high up. You know? It's like, come on. Well, yeah, and the other thing is like, you know, you don't get to the UFC without getting punched in the head once or twice. 
Right, and right. any kind of head trauma can, can lower your testosterone. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like these guys woke up and they were in the UFC, right? They went through <laughs> right. all the, like, those years of, of what you were talking about to lower testosterone. Yeah. Years of anxiety for this upcoming fight, trying right. to make it, getting knocked around, right? Years of that. Financial stress. Get, it's not it's no surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it it isn't a What's surprise. That? Yeah, I mean, you have financial stress as well, especially when you haven't made it. So it's it's not a surprise that levels are low. Exactly. But yeah. I think you I think I think stress it, too. You know, because yeah, not, every, not everybody has the. You know, you always see the wives who are supporting these guys who've already made it. Because <laughs> yeah, if they're doing a behind the scenes with a guy, then he's pretty much made it. These other guys that you never see is like, okay, they're they're having these issues. Their wives are like, you need to get a real job. Why don't you go get that job at uh, Kinko? You you fucking loser. <laughs> when are you gonna get a real in the head and just take care of your kid. <laughs> Get up, Mookie. I mean, look, look at how many guys, like, you know, how many guys make a go of it, like, later. I mean, you have some of the younger guys trying to do it, right? Like, and they're trying, you know, in their 20s, if they don't make it, they have nothing. If you look at a guy who, like, starts competing or starts going to the UFC, you know, maybe he's done some, like, you know, BJJ Worlds, right? He's established himself. Usually those guys have a chain of schools right in their thirties. Yeah. I mean, you look at the younger guys, like they, they got to make it now. Like they don't, there's no, what, what's the backup plan? Right. But actually I feel like That's the younger it. guys got a better chance because they really have nothing to lose. Cause they haven't really had a family or anything like that. It's the older guys that have a lot to lose because if you don't make it right now, now you're stuck. You're about 30, 35. In, in between those ages right there. Now it's like, dude, you've kind of put a lot of time and energy into doing this and you didn't really make it. And now, now what? You know, a lot of those opportunities well, well, that, that come down. Then, then guys, you end up being 50 taking fights with Kimbo oh Slice God. and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, then people questioning you all of a sudden how you're so in shape, but you say, ah, I didn't do anything. No TRT, nothing. I'm like, really? <laughs> and we're, we're referencing the Kim Shamrock here, folks. You yeah. know, in his recent fight. Yeah, you know, no, no, the Kim Shamrock, that, that fight. That was a disaster. <laughs> I, I didn't even bother. I forgot it even. I forgot it even. I even showed it, man. <laughs> well, I, I watched it. I don't know why, but like, I think uh, I think BJ Penn, right? Like, you mm. know, he put it up on his website, mm-hmm. and I saw right, like, on the clip, it said like two minutes and fifty seconds. So I was like, all right, here, here we go. And it was two minutes and fifty seconds of just Shamrock not getting not getting the rear naked in, and then just him getting punched in the face. Right. <laughs> now, you know, speaking about Ken, I mean, now, now, of course, he claims that he didn't do anything as he prepared for this fight as far as, you know, anabolics whatsoever. Now, I got to ask you, Anthony, now, this dude, I think, is 50, what, 51 now? Yep. You know, yep. so here's the deal. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Anthony? I, I, don't, I don't really think you can get into that kind of – shape at that age and especially because he has a history of use yes exactly exactly i mean he looked better i mean he looked better now than he probably did 20 and 15 years ago so right so it's like really dude it's just all of a sudden you found this other fountain of youth i'm like okay either that or you're a scientologist which one is it man <laughs> what are we doing here i, I mean like you know that? what though he was retired for so long i know like and, and this is this but no but i'm saying this is like the loophole right and i forget what baseball player it was but one dude just said, all right, I'm retired. He went to the DR for a year. Mm-hmm. Then he came back. His injury was gone. He was all healed up. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to play again. And people said, well, okay. So he had a year where nobody tested him for anything. And now he's back. Right. And technically he didn't break any rules because, you know, he wasn't using anything while he was 
playing baseball. So, I mean, mm. dude, you think Shamrock's been retired for, for a decade? I mean, he could do whatever he wants for a full That's decade or, or however long right. it's been. I mean, I, I forget when his last pro fight was. His last pro fight, I think, was, was 2008 or something like that. Maybe 2010. I mean, you're it was another it was, league. It was an um, MMA, yeah, another league. MMA fight. I think it was 2010, 2009, 10. Yeah, something so it wasn't there. a decade ago, but it was also was an it organization. Was league or was it like? Probably not. It was overseas, no. and most of those overseas leagues don't test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's that sort of uh, kind of an American thing to, to test everyone. But, but just going back to testosterone replacement therapy, what what are the potential negatives that someone should be concerned about? Like realistically, like talking about a dose that, that like say a guy, a forty year old guy, fifty year old guy who says, yeah. All right. Because sometimes liver enzymes go up, kidney therapy. Yeah, sometimes liver and kidney enzymes go up. Is that something to be concerned about? You know, I'm just, well, I'm just really what we'd be looking at, you know. I would be more concerned with something like uh, cholesterol. So I, I would be concerned with HDL going down and LDL going up. Um, okay. The guy who goes to his doctor or or his gym doctor or whatever to get, you know, 200 to 400 megs of test, you know, shot once a week, that guy's not really worrying about, like, liver enzymes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say cholesterol is a bigger issue. Yeah. Um. I mean, that, that's what I noticed, you know, in my blood work, if I was doing injectables, you know, my my uh, liver enzymes are fine, but my cholesterol, uh, and, you know, I'm vegetarian, so it's not like I'm getting a ton of, you know, sort of saturated fat and, and right. you know, right. whatever in my diet. Uh, my cholesterol, I could never really keep it as good uh, while I was on I see. Just the total cholesterol would go up or the HDL would plummet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that, can, that was just that something that... with any testosterone increase, though, right? Because even with something like bulbinatalensis, you know, the cholesterol is being converted into testosterone, so sometimes that affects lipids. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there's, like, there's other things where, you know, white blood cells, you know, sometimes go up, and that's just your body, you know, notices that, you know, if you're getting a shot, your body notices there's something foreign there. Yeah. Right, um, right. You know, so there, there's a lot of stuff. Unless someone's doing orals, like, usually, like, the liver's not a problem. Um, but, like, if you really take a look at replacement therapy where guys stay on it for 10 or 20 years, I mean, they're doing that with blood work and they're doing that with a doctor. So, you know, I don't see a huge problem with it. Yeah, and they're, they're keeping um, it at a range which... Is you you could get to naturally, you know, in your prime. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not saying, oh, I want you know, I, two thousand level. Yeah. Like I, I got myself to a fifteen and change. Yeah. And so the the conversion isn't obviously a hundred percent. So there there's uh, let's say you take two hundred milligrams of testosterone a week, right? That might get you to a 300 or 400, right, uh, nanogram per deciliter in your blood. But if you take 2,000, it doesn't get you to 2,000 or 4,000 or whatever. Yeah. Um, the more you take, the less increase you get percent-wise. So the guy taking 200 to 400 isn't getting half as much as the guy taking 
400 to 800. Right. So, you know, the guys who mega dose, who like, you know, they want to be pro bodybuilders, they're, they're a different story. They're not, oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You know, now what, what about other anabolics though? Like, like DECA, right? DECA. Now, 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 now let's get into anab- like testosterone your body produces. So that's, I kind of look at testosterone as a different category. What about anabolics, which your body doesn't produce, ones that are made from testosterone, but they're chemically different and something that your body doesn't recognize as something natural, DECA being one of them. You always hear that the side effect of something like DECA is, they, they say DECA dick, right, where you just have yep. poor sex performance. for Basically, you have ED for a long time after taking something like that. Is, is that common with a variety of anabolics or just DECA in particular? Um. Well, so, so DECA is is nineteen nor testosterone, right? So, right. Um, what what you have is to slightly modified testosterone. It's actually a, a, technically it's, it's a progestin, right? Okay. So it's more related, or it's chemically similar to progesterone, right? Okay. So that that's not what we consider a male hormone. Right. That's something you would consider. Uh, progesterone to be in more of the sex hormone category with estrogen. Right. So, yeah, what happens is there is a, um, yeah, people will suffer, not libido, but they'll suffer some sort of uh, performance issues. Depending, that's that's even worse though, right? Your libido's good, (laughs) but you have, I mean, if your libido's low and you have ED, you know, that's one thing. You don't want to have sex anyway. But if your libido's normal or high and then you have ED, forget it. Talk about frustrating. You're just like, dude, I got a, I got a magazine full of of bullets, but I don't know how to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're just looking at, you're just, you're just looking at women. You're like, you're getting all wild up, but then you have no function whatsoever. I mean, that's, that's terrible. Oh, man. Well, you know what? The simple fix that, I mean, and again, like, we have to talk about, like, we have to define our parameters, right? The guys who want to win Mr. Olympia, they're on their own. <laughs> right. Right? Like, they're, they're in a completely different category. But yeah, th- those guys, yeah, the guys the, 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 it, sex performance is probably, like, number 100 on their exactly, list of priorities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so, like, if we're talking about a guy, like, guy who's taking 200 milligrams, 300, 400, usually they can offset that by taking an equal amount of testosterone. I see. Okay. So it's only if you're taking DECA by itself that it can become problematic at certain dosages. And only, you know, I mean, like an 18-year-old taking DECA by itself, he's not going to have a problem. Okay. You know, okay. 50-year-old taking it by itself, yeah, he's going to have a problem. Ah, so it's more age-related as well. What about someone in their 30s? Could go either way, right? Um, I would still, I would say, <laughs> I would say, honestly, anywhere like 25 or older, just even it out with testosterone. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, and most people, from what I understand, don't just take DECA alone anyway. Usually it's stacked with testosterone or something else. Yeah, and people find the same thing with uh, Trembolone, which, again, is a progestin. very similar to very similar to DECA. It's, you know, 19-nor uh, 19 derivative. People is find that, the same. Is that more of a mass builder, Anthony, Trend. I haven't found it to be. Uh, uh, I've found it to be strength and, and sort of um, more of a lean physique. Okay. What about the all other, these? What the about all week, these? Uh, what about all these trends that are sold as supplements? Right? They tend to be. Are, th- are those in the same category, or are these just just marketing hyperbole? Uh, you know, some of them are nineteen nor based. Uh, 
you know, oral anabolics. And, so they're they're um, chemically they're chemically similar to the trend you're talking about. Well, they're chemically similar in the same way that something like Becca is chemically similar. I mean, you could sort okay. of run down a laundry list of things yeah. just as similar. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the, the only the only oral nineteen nor that I know of that was ever sold on the you know mass market was called Nilovar. Right. And allegedly, that was a favorite of Bill Pearl. If you remember that. Yeah, page. yeah, sure, sure. I mean, he's like a real old time, like you know, old school bodybuilder. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So allegedly, that's what he was a fan of. But I can't really name uh, too many nineteen nors that made it to oral form that were. Yeah, there was there was used too widely. There was some of the nineteen nor andros back in the day. Remember that during the whole pro pro hormone phase or craze. So I mean, how how yeah the pro hormone phase. I mean, it's kind of still going on. I mean, yeah 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 yes yeah. They're still different. How is that possible that there's still pro hormones going on? Are these ones that are just not on the ban list because no one's aware of them? Um, the FDA is just kind of negligent and sort of lazy. To be honest, right. And plus, it's, a, it's mainly small companies that are selling these because I think I think what happened with the Andros is all the big boys started selling those. Like EAS was selling Andros, Twin Lab was selling Andros, and I think that's probably what put it on the FDA's radar when it was just some small oh, company. Yeah. When, it, when it was just a small company which had an ad in the back of Muscle and Fitness, you know, it's not really worth looking into. But when all the big boys are playing are playing with the stakes, then all of a sudden it's like okay. Now, now there's big well, business. and you know, it's also. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know if they still do, but Amazon is selling pro hormones. Uh, right. I mean, people just kind of don't. But see, th- know, th- those are the ones. I, those I are the know. ones I would be more concerned about than stuff you can get that has that's been around for a long time. Because at least we have some data on the stuff that's been around, like the real steroids. At least we have some data on that. Some of these uh, pro hormones that have just been marketed recently. How much data do we have on them? You know, we don't. We really don't know what's going to happen. No, I mean, and you know, they're also. I mean, to me, there's also like back, you know, back, way back in the day. Like, if you wanted steroids, you kind of like, you had to have a connection and know someone. Right. You had to like not be a screw up at least. Like, you know, you, there's a vetting process at the gym. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're an idiot, we go to the gym and you're looking like people be like, this guy's an idiot, you know, but <laughs> with the internet, I mean, you can just get anything. Yeah. I, yeah I don't know if that's, that's right. Well, I mean, at least, you know I mean? At, like, at least you think, like, at least you think, at least you think you are anyway, you know, you're buying growth hormone yeah. from China. They're going to put a little bit of olive oil in a, in a vial and send it out to you. <laughs> you know, who knows what you're getting? Yeah, no, no, there's, but you know, I mean, think about like, I mean, when I, like, I went, I started going to a gold gym, right, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just, right, walk into the locker room and be like, hey, you <laughs> got any juice? <laughs> like, that's what the internet is, you know? Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah, betting yeah. process. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, that's kind of a bad thing. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, the other thing is you have books, and, you know, mine included, where I'll write about some steroid, I'll look it up. And it's some obscure steroid, right, that hasn't been produced in 30 years. And I'll pull the data on it and I'll, I'll profile it. And then some dude in China reads that and now he just throws it out on the market. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, it might be something that's only been looked at in research, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, there was a there, there was a steroid that was used to test other steroids against in terms of androgen receptor binding. Yeah. It was called R, I want to say it was R1881, uh, or it was called methyltrianolone. Right. And it was, I mean, microgram potent, right? You wouldn't even want a milligram of it. It was super toxic. I mean, people produced it. Like, you could buy it. Yeah. And it was only years to test receptor binding. Right. But some guy said, hey, I can make this, and he made it. Yeah. I mean, how so, much, I mean, didn't Dan Duchesne do some stuff like that? He wrote some stuff in his books that I don't think, I mean, maybe he tried it a few times or he, he had just heard about it somewhere. And a lot of people went on to try that stuff or to sell it or to put it out. Oh, yeah, straight up. I mean, he yeah. said, you know, the, you know, uh, DNP. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that's, that's the one I'm thinking about. People yeah. were like, all right. Yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> DNP is all about fat loss, right? Wasn't that a fat loss drug? But it also yeah, could burn. It also, I mean, yeah, it could burn um, up your liver, literally, right? It could just eat your liver up. It it could. What it actually does is it, it causes mitochondrial uncoupling. Okay. So it and there's no regulator, right? So the more you take, the hotter you get. And if you take too much, I mean, that's it. Just you die from, like you get burned up. I mean, it's basically like think of anything, like think like. Alcohol, even alcohol, right? Like, eventually you're going to puke. Your, your body's going to purge itself. Right. But if it didn't, you would die, right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what this is. Imagine there was just no regulator on the body. Right. Yeah, that's and pretty, no, that's pretty you know, scary. There's no regulator on, on people. People just go, oh, I want to be thin. I want to be twice as thin or whatever. I want to lose twice as much fat. Yeah. Yeah. No, anything, yeah. That, that, it just goes to show you the extremes people are willing to go. It's like I want to get rid. Of, I want to get lean. Well, this stuff may kill you. Well, I'll give it a shot. Hey, but at least, <laughs> okay. come on, at least I have. The, at least my parents have to order a skin yeah. casket. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, yeah. You know, I mean, and it, like every like every few months, you'll see someone dies from it. Like yeah, yeah. And again, you know, there's no vetting people still, Yeah, I can't believe people still take stuff like that though, because I mean that information is out there now. The negatives. I mean, before if you the, look at DMP, I'm sure the first thing you find is people dying from it. Yeah, yeah. At this point, that's crazy to me. What, wasn't it sold as a supplement for a while too? Wasn't there a company? Wasn't it actually bottled and labeled? It wasn't just something that you got on the black market. Oh no, it was sold as a supplement. Like yeah, yeah I mean, people yeah. died. So like the recent deaths are people dying from like a supplement form of, of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's but again, nuts. right? That, that's what I was talking about. Like the vetting process. Like back in the day, you can only get it from like a steroid dealer. Yeah. And you know what? If you did a hand-to-hand transaction with a steroid dealer and, and this guy was like, you're an idiot, you're probably going to kill yourself, he wouldn't sell it to you. Right? Because yeah. it's going to come back on him. But yeah. online, you know. Yeah, there's no repercussions on that in that no. sense. Yeah, not not the same degree, not in the same way. Now, what about... No, because you could have been buying it from another country. It's not yeah, like, Yeah, you exactly. Know, I think the last thing I read about it was uh, an English girl, a girl in England who died from it. And it was like a brand, like, uh, like you know, weight loss supreme, you know, like in a bottle with an actual label. A, a, a lot of the fat loss drugs or supplements, I should say, I find troublesome. 
You know, they have like five different stimulants in it. And yeah. I, I mean, it's, some of the ones I've tried years ago, it would have like yohimbine and seneprin and ephedrine and you know, just a bunch of different things. And you, you felt like your heart was going to jump through your chest. And I'm really sensitive oh, to stim- yeah. I'm really sensitive like- to stimulants, but it's a most most fat burning pills are just stimulant based, and I think people get this really amped up feeling, and they feel like something useful is happening, where it could just be your blood pressure is going way up, you're you're releasing cortisol, you know, you're releasing all these stress hormones, and you you feel you feel like oh this is great, you know, I'm, I'm burning fat like crazy right now, my metabolism my, my metabolism must be on overdrive. You know who else is getting those same results, but probably not saying that. Someone that's high on coke, you know, and heroin. <laughs> yeah. They're getting those same results. And that's the reason yeah. why you don't see a lot of fat, you know, heavy heroin and coke users out there. Okay. Yeah, right. They're getting the same effects, but they're not saying like, oh, wow, man, this must be working. I must be losing all types of fat. It's like, oh, hell, this is a great hit. I need it. Wow. Yeah, you, good stuff. Lose, you lose fat because you can't eat. You have exactly. no appetite whatsoever. Exactly. And I think that's, well, that's how. Where, that's like, I mean, that's where like you see like pro bodybuilders die. They never say, oh, he died of like you know, too much testosterone and DECA, they're always like, oh, he died from the fat loss stuff, he died from, you know, the diuretics, like, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Steroids are tame compared to the stuff people take. I mean, right. DNP, you know, like, that'll literally kill you. Like, you can die the first time you try it and taking too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, people, so, people look at the potential negatives of testosterone, growth hormone, and things like that, but those are nothing compared to some of the stuff that's over-the-counter. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, you can, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, the hormones, like, generally, you're not going to, you're not going to kill yourself with hormones. Like, no no one dies of an estrogen overdose, right? I like, never hear that. You might, you might wish you right? did. Like, <laughs> like, that's just not a thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The other things, absolutely. But like you said, you, you're not, not going to die of a testosterone overdose either, right? Has there ever been a case of that where someone just took too much? They just injected no. way too much? Like yeah. I've, I've, you know, and it's one of those, like, surely we would have heard of it. Well, what, what about what about the anger issues that are often correlated with steroids, right? It's like this guy became a real dick the after he took rage. testosterone. Roid rage, exactly. You know how much how much truth there is there is there to the fact is to there is to road rage, roid rage. How much how much truth is there to that? Well, so we were talking before about the um, some of the issues with, for example, uh, head trauma. Okay, um, Chris Benoit, you remember him? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, ended up, you know, tragically killing his whole family and, you know, they say, oh, it was void rage or whatever. But when they looked at his brain, it was absolutely destroyed, right? Mm. And even though the media kind of likes to say, oh, this is void rage or whatever, that that's a better headline. Right. Um, Sounds similar to the soldiers. A lot of the soldiers with depression. A lot of the soldiers with depression that are coming back from wars. It's not, he, he might have had a similar case to that. You know, we well, had Doctor Mark Gordon on the show talking about how a lot of these head traumas cause serious depression, 
And that, that oh, yeah. a, lot, a lot of the PSD is related to the head traumas rather than things they might have experienced overseas. Well, again, here's another situation where, you know, the, those who are like backing it up, like what we talked about, a lot of the football players, you know, with yeah. head trauma, you know, the NFL doesn't want to take, you know, they don't want to take responsibility to the part that they play into that by right. having these guys go out every Sunday and banging their heads up against these 300, 400 pound bodies that are running at like freaking 20, 30 miles per hour head on with them. They won't take that responsibility. Same thing with Chris Benoit, you know, of course, the WWE, who's already had their issues with steroids and in the media and court and all that, don't want to step up and claim their part in the fact that here's a guy for almost 300 days a year, jumps off a top rope, you know, into the air and yeah. lands on his head onto a person's body <laughs> right. as his finishing move. And he, this is a guy that's also, like, had serious neck surgery and broken his neck and all this. So all those things were going on, man. So, of course, it's real easy for them to claim, well, what to let the media claim that it was Roy Rage and the WWE just kind of stepped out of it and didn't want to defend him or anything like that. Because, nice, nice scapegoat, yeah, right? Also, well, it changes just, the focus. It's like, look over here, well, people. Look at this. It's, exactly. like, it's like a magician. We're going to distract you. Well, they're like, that's, if that's the case, if that's what, if that's what the media thinks that he did on his own and we don't have to sit and take responsibility for it and get into another long court battle again then we won't say anything in fact in <laughs> right. fact we're going out of all the guys that have died from like drug overdoses and alcohol abuse and spouse you know these guys have also had spousal abuse and they've been committed and had all these crimes a lot of those guys made it to the hall of fame whereas chris benoit pretty much has been erased from the wwe like you don't see anything about him you know yeah. they just pretty much because again they don't want to go into that realm where, well, what did you, what part did you play as an organization and putting him out and pimping him out, you know, that they contributed to him having such these, these issues, you know? So like, no, no, just let them handle this. No, he was like, you know, he was still, he was still competing. Yeah, he was. He had just wrestled um, like, I think the night before, or the, the two days before. Yeah. And that's when, you know, Chavo Guerrero, who's another wrestler, you know, was kind of just was checking in on him, hadn't heard from him, which was irregular. So of course he, you know, did like um, a courtesy call to the police to come check in on him and, you know, that's when they found, like, you know, he's gone, his wife, he killed his wife and his child and everything, man. And, you know, it's, it's well, here's, and, but here's the thing, right? So if you look at every study on testosterone, it's neuroprotective, right? So how, how did taking a bunch of neuroprotective drugs, right, cause him to have this major brain dysfunction? Obviously, I, I mean, my opinion, if he wasn't taking them, I think it would have happened sooner. Hmm. That's really interesting. How 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 are a bunch of stuff that like every time it's been tested, it protects the brain. How does it do that, Anthony? Do you know how does how is it neuroprotective? Um, I don't know, but if, if you look at like so, we'll talk about a bit of correlation. Um, you really never find someone with very high testosterone that suffers from like say Alzheimer's, right? Hmm. They're just not ever correlated. So there is something, and you know, when you look at sort of some of the effects of aging, lower testosterone is one of them. Decreased cognitive function is one of them. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When your testosterone is optimal, I mean, your brain is sharp. You just feel good. You feel good. Your mood is good. Your brain is sharp. When your testosterone is low and your estrogen is high, you feel like crap. You just just feel off. Like your workouts feel off. Your mood's kind of off. You don't. You, you just don't have that same swag, man. It's really as simple as that. No, it is. I mean, and you know, the the WWE, the NFL, like they don't really, they don't really want to get into it. You know, like you never right. see anything about 
you know, Chris Benoit anymore. You never see anything about Junior Seau. Well, I mean, when you, when you think about it, if, if anabolics are neuroprotective, they should actually have every athlete who has any kind of impact yeah. in his sport or his or her sport use them as a neuroprotective supplement. Well, that, and that gets into the whole point. Like, is the, is the drug policy really there to protect the athletes? No, nah, nah. I, th- I think it's just PR nonsense. It's like, PR, oh, we got we got a good we got to be good role models for the kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, people get drunk all the time. People's parents get drunk all the time. That's okay because alcohol is legal. But using something to actually improve your performance or improve your mood or improve your your fitness, that's something that we have to worry about because it's not it's not you're not being a good role model. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it always kind of makes me question, like, really, if you were trying to protect these athletes, why wouldn't you like, like, for example, Mark Cuban, right? He just sponsored a study on using growth hormone to recover from injuries. Why would you not let someone use that to recover from what? Why is everything else okay? Why is like Percocet and Vicodin? They're all, all the painkillers, Vicodin. Yeah, yeah. Use as much as you want, you know. But growth hormone to help fix a you know, an injury? No, no, that's that's cheating. <laughs> cheating. That, that, just just that whole that whole. I mean, here, here's one. Right? <laughs> why why is like why would the UFC ban IV fluid replacement? All we're talking about is putting fluid and electrolytes back they, in. They, they did ban. The they did. Ban they did ban that, or you're you're just saying that? Yeah, no, they ban. Uh, oh. Usada. I'm sorry, Usada banned it. Okay. okay. And so they're expecting the UFC to. Okay. Uh, yeah. As I mean, far as I remember, they, they might have already adopted it. So they, they're going to ban that. So let's say a fighter makes weights and he wants to use that to just restore. He's not going to be able to do that. Wow. No, that's, that, that's going to that's that's change. That's, that's going to change things a lot right there. But then, then again, you got to look at yeah. why would you do that? Look at the health risk with that, you know. And I mean, you got these guys coming in there depleted, and this other guy, let's say he recovers a lot quicker. It's almost like you got to sit and duck in there. Yeah, right. So you're pretty much heading down that road how, where you could potentially hit someone killed it? in that octagon now. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But well, uh, man, like, there's going to there's going to be a lot of guys who can't make a weight class. That's for sure. Because they're just yeah. not. They, they, I mean, they're not going to be able to put themselves through the grinder to make it exactly. without so they, the ability to restore it before their fight. So they end up in a weight class that they. And damn the thing about IV be fluids in. is that you retain yeah. them. Like, like, so you get like I don't know if that, if you've ever had to get I've had to get IV fluids, right? Oh, I've, when I've, you look at IV fluids, you you know you sit there and you put the IV in, you get them, and if you were to drink that amount in that time, <laughs> you'd be going to death in every five seconds. Right. Right. <laughs> The thing about IV fluids is that you retain them. Yep. Right? So people say, like, oh, well, he got, you know, a gallon of IV fluids. Why can't he get that with, like, water? It's like, yeah, because <laughs> the water is, you know, he's gonna, so now he's diluting his electrolyte balance, right? Because he's, he's going to fill up. You're going to feel like a blow-up raft, you know, if you drink that much water, <laughs> you know, so soon. I've got – sometimes I get right? IV. Sometimes after a long plane ride, you're all dehydrated. You feel like crap. And I, I have a friend who's a medic. You know, I'll get IV fluids, and you feel great after that. You know, it just, it just, it just restores you really fast. So how does it help, right? Like, think about it. If the, you know, if the drug policy is there to protect the health, how does that you know, no, it's, it's, it's there. It's there to protect image. Exactly, know? that's what it, it has. Nothing or our public misperception of image, rather. You know, Cause because you're, you're so many much, people because you're talking to people who don't understand this stuff. So you can pretty much tell them anything. Like, well, you know, we put our athletes through this, and we don't allow them to do this. And then for the average person who has no idea what we're talking about right now, for the past 
hour. You know, they're thinking like, and if they hear that and they hear it on the news where they're getting their window to the world, they're like, well, you know, good for them. At least they're looking out for the athletes. They're doing something. Like, no, they're making money is what they're doing. That's what they're doing, man. They could care less. They really Yeah, could. that's. I mean, that, that's the thing. These are, they're products. They're not that's, athletes. They're not humans anymore. They are a product. And when that product right. expires, they're going to toss it away because they're going to go out and purchase another one to replace it. They're going to exactly. get a newer model. Yeah. That's exactly right. You're totally expendable. So, you know, you're right now you're hot, so we're going to give you a lot of limelight and right. feed all your demands. <laughs> but the second you're no well, longer I mean, like hot everyone in, in the uh, WWE, they're, they're independent contractors. Everybody in the WWE, yeah. except maybe like uh, UFC, is, you know, yeah, UFC like, as well, I'm sure. I think they're all independent contractors. So, yeah, so pretty they're, much they're the top a, stars are the ones that get yeah. the real mm-hmm. contracts. So you get someone like a John Cena who, again, took him 12 years to get there. Well, that's what kind of sucks wow. for, them, for those guys. It takes a long time for these guys to get there, man. And then by the time you get there, you're only going to be around for a certain amount of time. Unless you play the game right, like somebody like Triple H, he was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and marry into the family that owns my company, owns the company that I work for. <laughs> you know, smart move on his part. You know, he has a little more longevity. People can say what they want, but, you know, he kind of secured himself right there. He just plays the game. That's why they call him the game. But everyone else is like, okay, you're in there for that few minutes, but damn, at what sacrifice? How, what did you do to your body in order to get there where you became a contract player, you know? You know, people like Steve Austin, like, I mean, you know, they've broken their necks any multiple of those, times. Uh... Like, you watch any documentary, like, yeah. like on Netflix, like, pick yeah. any documentary about a, a pro wrestler, except Triple H, who doesn't have one, probably because he married yeah, he, into the he family, can't. but pick, yeah, he, pick yeah. any documentary, <laughs> just watch it. Yeah. None of them have happy endings. None of them are like, oh, and then everything went great, and he had a pension, and... Yeah. Every yeah. one of them is sad. There's not a single one that, that even the guy ones, ends up like Triple H. Exactly. Even the t- but hell, even him, he's torn biceps. He's torn quads in the middle of a match twice, you know, and just and damn near broken his neck. You got people like Steve Austin's broken his neck like at least two times. His best friend he actually died during a match on a pay-per-view, you know. So you, you got all – because he jumped in the air and Oh, is that uh, the uh, brother? Uh, the no, yeah, brother? yeah, um, yeah. Um, um, Owen. Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah, Owen Hart right there in a the match, you know what I'm saying? Broke his neck right there in front of everybody. You know, so again, what's the price, man? You know, unless you're somebody smart like The Rock, it's like, you know what, screw this. You know, here's the deal. Yeah, okay, you gave me the name, I'll license it. You will share the profits of that. But that's why I'm starting doing more more movies with my name, Dwayne Johnson. But he he pretty much got out while the getting was good because he learned. He's second generation. He learned, he saw what his dad went through. You know, through all those years, he's kind of like, screw that. I'm going to do what I need to do, and then I'm going to find something else, which a lot of these guys don't think about that. They think, like, that's all I got. UFC guys, yeah. all of them. We talked to, you know, a lot of guys who come on, like Matt Brown, all these guys. We've talked to them before. you got a lot of these guys, that's all they do, whereas other guys, they start looking for that plan B because they realize you can't keep doing this forever because forever is going to be a very short time if this is all that you're putting all your money into. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt about that. Now, Anthony, with... I mean, what what are the anabolics that you would say are the most unsafe? The ones that people should avoid? Uh, probably, like, right right off the top of my head, orals, right? Orals, okay. I mean, you could stay on, you know, for years and not have a health problem with injectables. You, know, you monitor everything, you watch what you're doing, you know, injectables are, are pretty safe. You know, in, insane dosages, and I'm not even talking about coming off. I'm talking about you're on for years. You monitor everything, injectables, moderate doses, you're safe. So that's the other thing is you don't you don't have to cycle then a lot of the injectables is what you're saying. You don't have to you don't have to worry about becoming desensitized or let's say or negatives of 
shutdown loop, stuff like that. You can just stay on and definitely monitor your blood levels, make sure things aren't out of control. Well, yeah, for, for health. I mean, I'm not talking about like then in 10 years you want to come off and, and you want everything back to normal. I'm talking right, about right, right. while you're on, your health is fine. As soon as okay. you start orals, you worry, you know, there's, you could have liver problems. Right. I mean, right away, you know, you're looking at, you know, a, a totally different set of rules. But well, what know. are what are some of the examples of the common the common oral anabolics? Well, so generally, you know, the most common are going to be things like women tend to stick to things like Anavar and Winstrol. Okay, is, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Winstrol. So you're looking at your oxandrolone and stenozolol. Um, and then with, with men, you know, some of the bulking stuff would be like the Anabol, which is Androstenolone, yep. or Anadrol, which is oxymethylone. So those um, are the ones that it's, it's – so that's where I'm going. You know, these are the anabolics that people should avoid. They have potential – they have – not potential, but definitely side effects on your liver, potential health risks on your body. Oh, you're, yeah, your enzymes are going to go up. I mean, you know, I mean, to an extent, some, sometimes your enzymes go up, and it's just a reflection of your liver is working. Yeah. Okay. The enzyme yeah, yeah, right, right. the liver is, is is doing its job, um, but those kinds of things. Um, so that's not always you know, something doing, to be concerned about, right? So if like AST or ALT levels go up, not always something yeah. to be concerned about. Not always, but generally, like you never hear about anyone who says, "I mean." So I'll, I'll name a name. Do you remember Don Ross? Sounds familiar, but I can't quite place it. He used to be the. I want to say the editor, uh, maybe senior editor of Iron Man. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He used to be on some of those fitness shows on ESPN, right? Like one of the guys working out yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know you're talking about. I don't know why it was his nickname, but his nickname was Ripper, like Don Ripper Ross. <laughs> <laughs> protein, oh, no. par- protein parts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. protein parts. I don't know if I want to be known as the Ripper. <laughs> Here comes well, the Ripper. So his, his thing was uh, he did Diana Ball, right? So yeah. he did Diana Ball. He did at least 25 milligrams a day, and he did it every day, and he didn't cycle off. And, you know, uh, he's dead. And, yeah. uh, I mean, he didn't die at like 90. Like, he died at 50 or 50 something. So. You know, I mean, you never really hear that story end well. You never hear, oh, he did a lot of orals for a really long time and it didn't affect him. It's, right. it's almost always that. But, you know, people never distinguish between oral anabolics and then other delivery sources. They just loop them all together. So they'll basically say, Winstrol is dangerous. Oh, testosterone, that's a steroid as well. So that's also dangerous. Yeah, and it's a weird thing, right? Because people say like, well, you know, steroids will harm your liver and it's like but the first pass metabolism right there's something like as into your bloodstream from the liver like yeah. that's bypassed when you inject something so it's not a you know it's not exactly the same thing i mean one of the worst things i see is they'll draw this conclusion where they'll say well uh steroid users use needles and needle users share needles therefore they get <laughs> yeah. communicable diseases like AIDS therefore steroid users get AIDS it's like it's not the same kind of crowd no no it's totally not. different crowd. you don't have a party of people coming over taking testosterone shots and then sharing needles yeah. it's like hold on let me stick yeah, this in my like, butt shake okay now you go <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, that's that's a like that's one of the weirdest things I see. And, and they actually, you know, did a study like what bloodborne pathogens have steroid users contracted from each other. The answer was none. Like they, they don't share needles. Like, <laughs> right. That's that's a weird <laughs> thing that people will say is a side effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah, people <laughs> people like to put a lot of side effects together. It'd be like saying, you know, one guy went to the gym and didn't have safety bars out when he squatted and he got crushed. So going to the gym is dangerous, no matter what you do, because of that one guy. Because it's, it's just it just doesn't make any sense. But it's it's similar to those kind of arguments. It's you know what it's it's almost it's even a step removed, right? It's like some guy got in a traffic accident going somewhere. Yeah. So therefore, going to the gym, <laughs> so driving, so driving is dangerous. Accident. Driving's dangerous, which it is. <laughs> so, but, so, like, but it's not just, because it's, of that it's one. A very weird thing, you know, to, to see that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of this, not that. Well, people like simple arguments, right? Like that one guy whose son died from depression, and then he's like, he blames it on the steroids, and he is adamant <laughs> that the steroids changed his personality, and he went from a well-mannered, well-adjusted kid to all of a sudden. Killing himself, but the story is well, way more trying, complex than that. So this is this is one of the weirdest things. He's trying, okay. He's got together like I think it's, I want to say it's like somewhere between fifteen and twenty five uh, people who have committed suicide who also use steroids like over the past couple decades. Mm. Now the actual number of people who have died over the past few decades from directly attributable to steroid use is like nineteen. Wow. Right. Um, really low. All up. So, yeah. you, you know, out of millions. Yeah. So to say that they're an outlier is, is even understating it dramatically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's gotten together these, these instances of people who have, you know, killed themselves and who happen to be on steroids, and he's trying to get suicide listed as a side effect. Now... This is kind of, you know, obviously ridiculous because if he succeeds, then he'll be like, see, I told you, this is why my son killed himself. But <clears throat> lobbying for it to be listed and then going back and saying, see, it's a side effect. You're lobbying to make your own argument correct. Yeah. You know, and the, the normal disclaimers still apply, right? Tragic, you know, sucks, whatever. Um but it doesn't make him, you know, an expert in steroid side effects. Yeah, it's just one of the. I, it's just, I mean, when something that horrible happens, you're just looking for any answer, right? So you just gravitate towards. And, oh, that must. No, be and funny happen. enough, funny enough, while well, Mark Cuban tries to get, you know, steroids or, or GH or whatever approved for recovery in athletes, um, his brother actually works with uh, the Taylor Hooten Foundation. Oh really? And that, yeah. that that's the person we're talking about here, right? So that's the organization that's well what 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 is their agenda to much harsher penalties for steroid use or just to... No, no, no. They their their agenda is actually not their agenda is kinda different than than I guess it's it's not that bad. It's keep kids off steroids, right? Which I agree with. Everyone yeah, agrees no, with that. no doubt keep about that. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like that that's not a bad agenda, but then the thing that they do is they go in, you know, miseducation and, and all this other stuff and you know, um 
to me, like, what is what does Alex Rodriguez have to do with your agenda to keep a high school kid off of steroids? Like, what does your celebrity golf tournament do to keep kids off steroids? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's where most of their funds go. Most of their funds go to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying that in any other way other than a, a matter of fact. Wait, most of what the organization does is keep itself in business. Yeah, that that's most organizations right there. Period. You know, most nonprofits, yeah. etc. It's like they you give them a lot of money and they keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. so they go, they go yeah, buy so groceries with it, get their get their lawn taken care of. Exactly, you're just paying someone's yeah, salary. Right. So it's Don, right? And then it's his son. Like he he has another son. Nobody really knows this. He does have a son that's alive. Okay, that's always been. I didn't know that. Yeah, that that's that's never no, been yeah, mentioned. He's got a son. Yeah, I find that to be a very weird thing that most people think he only had one son. The son died tragically. He actually has another son whose job is to run the organization. Like that's, and again, that's, you know, that's where their money goes. He pays himself, he pays his son, he pays his wife. Um, and they have celebrity golf tournaments or whatever. Uh, but like, I don't see how, I don't see how any of these things keep any kids off steroids. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, that's, that might just be me, but kids don't care about golf. No. And well, I mean, it, well, I mean, there's uh, nothing it, about golf that makes me want to think about steroids. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if I sit here, you know, I start, you know, cycling steroids, I can actually knock it further than Tiger Woods. So yeah, I'm coming for you, Tiger. I'm gonna be the most, I'm gonna be the most ripped guy on the links. Come on, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get more <laughs> holes in one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tiger hasn't been hitting him too far lately. <laughs> now, what a, I think this is the worst year, right, of Tiger's career. I, I don't follow golf, but I've heard that. But at the same time, it's like, what does he have to prove? He's done. Yeah, he exactly. He doesn't, he doesn't have to prove anything to anyone, okay? It's time for someone else to step into the game. So No, no, that, that, that's that becomes, true. But and that becomes when the media starts fishing in, like, oh, my God, is this the end of Tiger Woods? Like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. He's like, I mean, to, like, but to me, right, like, that, that's kind of a waste only because, and I don't, I don't follow golf either. Like, I don't know anything about golf. But it seems to be a waste, right, when you have a guy who is killing it in his 20s, and he's playing a sport where people get good into their 50s, and then he peaks at like thirty. Like that's that's the weird thing to me is to look at it and just say like, a lot of golfers are you don't see a fifty year old in the NFL right banging no. it with, right with twenty five and thirty year olds you don't see that but golf you see it. So I don't I just don't get how he are, are they it. usually in a Masters League though or something like that at that age I mean how many how many golfers are actually yeah, peaking and, in their fifties exactly. they may still they may they still peak. be playing but not peaking yeah I mean you have somebody like a Chichi Rodriguez somebody that you heard about him he was popular for about two or three years and then phew, he's gone <laughs> you know it's just like because again he's a guy that came in a lot older but someone like Tiger's like he's in that situation where he's been primed from this pretty much since he can stand up and hold a freaking golf club and yeah. all those hours he put into that and put into that and put into that where it's like okay we're, you're going to be a champion one day and that's what's happening with a lot of kids and a lot of millennials and a lot of kids who are coming up in that gen x you know generation whatever they have been primed for this stuff and that's it's like this is what you have to do i mean right now there's a kid who's probably three years old in a mixed martial arts class right now being primed to be a ufc champion for 20 years from now 
Oh right. yeah, and, and for I, sure. This is no different than what parents did back with Pop Warner football and all that other stuff, you know, in our generation, you know. And a lot of those, once they get in, a lot of them don't stay in the, and they don't stay in the NFL that long. They come in when they're like, or let's say the NBA, you know, they'll come in when they're 18, and these guys are retiring when they're like, let's say in their early 30s, because they've been in since they were 18. Okay, and putting a lot of time and, and effort into that, you know, not taking away from those old, older guys or whatever, but it's just these guys are burning a lot more fuel, you know. Because they have a lot more fuel to burn than a lot of these older guys. These older guys, yeah, yeah. Golf, they can they have a little bit more longevity because you know they're out there just yeah, it's serious to them, but they're it's not as serious like these guys. Well, they're not they're not getting hit either, you know. Like, I mean, it doesn't seem like you you know a golf career is going to be as short as like an NHL or you know or NFL career. But then you, you can know, look at the overuse they're not really though. Taking but, the hits. but take it. But look at the overuse though. I mean, the thing is, when you're swinging, think about your, these guys, especially when it comes to training, because most people don't think about a, a real hardcore training plan a lot. Let's just say prior to the last 10, 15, 20 years when it came to golf, before Tiger Woods, you know, most of these guys, they went in, they weren't really thinking about doing weight training and, and looking at nutrition or anything. You saw these fat guys coming in and winning. <laughs> you know, these fat guys, you know, when they, as soon as they finish on the tee, they go and smoke their cigar on the side or whatever else, you know, smoking their pipe and whatever else. They, it was this leisurely thing that they were, ex- they were professionals and getting paid for. Whereas then the athletes came in. Somebody like Tiger was like, they got a hardcore off-season training program and all this going on, and they're training like He's training like a guy that should be going to the, I don't know, like playing in the NBA or something like that. So you're, now all of a sudden, like I said, these guys, look at the wear and tear they put on their shoulders, on their hips, and all that. And then arthritis is kicking in and all that. So that's going to take – so that's, there's the difference right there. So now you, he's probably getting like arthritis, and he's had back issues and all this other stuff at an early age because they're training harder than these old guys. These old guys look like, why are you doing all that for golf? You know, and they're probably old school. Like, okay, as long as I'm moving around, that's good enough. But going to a hardcore weight training program and working on nutrition and supplementation, like, come on, dude, I'm just hitting the ball with my golf club. Well, are they doing it? Like, like I, I don't know anything about golf, but, like, I know, like, if you play a high school sport, you're doing it for, like, three hours a day, right? Are there people playing golf three hours a day every day, like, that aren't pros, I mean, in high school or, or. Well, yeah, I mean, our golf team. I, I don't guys, even they, know. No, like while we were doing track and during the spring, you have to participate in the sport and, you know, you have to pick one. You know, the golf team was pretty much like they're out there, you know, hitting it or whatever else. But like I said, they're not going as hardcore. What I'm saying is what they're doing outside of being on the golf course makes them different than a lot of the older guys. And so, again, these guys are still training hard. And in their mind, again, when you get someone like Tiger that steps in and some of these other younger guys, they're raising the bar. So now the new generation coming in, they're coming in training like athletes now. And they're not just going to be the old fat guy sitting there swinging a golf club. That That's the grandfather's way of playing golf. And these guys are not doing that. So they're doing a lot more to their bodies. They're training a lot harder and, you know, and putting more into it than those guys. So it's kind of hard. It's kind of wrong to kind of compare a guy like him to a lot of these older guys like a Jack Nicholson and all those guys because they weren't they weren't looking at the same way of training like these this new generation is doing. That's the thing about it. So these guys are doing a lot more harder training just for, in, in your mind. In their mind, you think they're doing this because they're trying to do it for longevity. But and on top of that, I mean, when you have all those prostitutes, man, it kind of wears you out, man. So, <laughs> you know, and then you got an ex-wife swinging a golf club at your head and all this other stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's a big factor. You know, that, that lifestyle that, also, you know, because he's not an old fat guy, you know, that, that's been playing. He's in his 60s or whatever else. So some of those guys might have two or three little women on the side and may not. Whereas well, I mean, he's t- young t- Tiger, hasn't, Tiger hasn't been the same since that incident, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously that no, he hasn't. Yeah, that's obviously really that's, that's probably more of a primary role that for his performance. 
man. You to juggle that many does. people yeah. around. Come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so now, and no, why? that's really when it. That's really when it started, though, right? Like yeah. he took no, that time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's never been the same since that. Like there was a paradigm shift. Something just something affected him, and and then you know he's it, pretty much a social pariah after that too. So it's kind of hard to focus on the links when everybody's like, "You're a cheater. You're this," <laughs> yeah, as exactly. if their lives are perfect. So you, yeah, you, you he got that you're back not, injury right yeah. almost immediately. Exactly. Yeah. So you're no longer the darling of the industry anymore. You know, like I so said, you're this social pariah. So it's it kind of hits hard because you're sitting there like, "Damn, I have, these are my fans. I make a mistake, and all of a sudden they all hate me." So you know, personal life stress, man, always affects. I mean, yeah. I like when when Randy Couture had a lot of bad losses, you know, not yeah. not late in his career, but when he was doing well, then he, yeah. he just went through a string of some bad losses. If you look at if you look if you look a little bit further, usually he was going through a divorce at that time. Yeah, or Kim, or what yeah ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, it wasn't when everything was going great in his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, yeah, that's that's you know, rains of pours when you're an athlete. Yeah, that that all affects you. Uh, no doubt it does. I mean, it affects you. Even it, it'll affect you as if, if you're you not have a lot going on in your personal <laughs> life. It, it affects your workouts at the gym. You know, it affects yeah. everything. You're not sleeping as well at night, and your 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 diet may be off as a result. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're eating too much, or you're not eating enough. You know, de- depending on how stress affects you. So I mean, when, yeah, yeah. When you're when, like you have a job you hate, and there's a lot of stress there, and let's say your home life is stressful. There's no way you're going to be at your best performance, no matter what. Well, Tiger, doing. I mean, Tiger went to work and people were, you know, like yelling stuff at him. Like, imagine you had, imagine you went to work and people were yelling at you, like yelling cheater <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's his work, and people are there like with signs. Yeah. I mean, the average yeah. person has no idea. Yeah. You can sit there and say that's like in your head. To work. Yeah, definitely. Imagine in a hostile like, environment. Works in an office. Well, people, well yeah, here's the thing. Most people do understand that because they do work in hostile environments because they work with that one person that uh, pretty much, or even their managers that way. But they tolerate and deal with it. But with these guys, they're thinking like, okay, first of all, you, you know, again, you made me a celebrity, and now you ch- you're trying to tear me down. What happened? I thought you were a fan, and that's what happens with a lot of these celebrities. They they tend to forget like you know you're still human, right? And they will show you how human you are when you make a mistake, when you do something that. You know, that reminds them like, oh, I'm not perfect either, but you're a celebrity, so you should always be perfect because I looked up to you. You're my example. So, yeah, man, it's like I said, he's not going to work. We do like that. Yeah. We do like that as sports fans, right? Like, <laughs> we do like that Brett, that Brett Favre, after 45 years, sent, sent like a dick pic to a cheerleader, right? As sports fans, like, I don't know. People just like that. Just like they like the dude to trip. Even if he makes it to the finish line first, they, they they like to see you know a little stumble or whatever. Well, it makes people feel better about their pathetic. Yeah, he's lives, human. Right? Look at it him. Always comes he's screwed up. When, when, he whenever people, it. yeah, whenever people enjoy seeing other people fail, what does that say about you? Exactly. You know? <laughs> so you get pleasure, like, oh yeah, that guy went after his goal and he failed. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I mean, you well, idiot. It's not even like Brett Favre failed, though. I mean, he was like. No, I'm just giving but, an example. I mean, yeah, it's just people, people just people like to see those those trip ups, like you're talking about. But they'll forget really quickly yeah. all the things he's done. But now they're like, yeah, he should have retired a long time ago. Why did he Why did he take so long? See, look at him now, and then look what he's doing in his private life. You know, maybe if he just retired and took some time off, he wouldn't be doing all this. They start making up stuff because that's what they do with their lives. They start making up these stories. Well, I mean, the only mistake he made was sending the dick pic to the <laughs> exactly. wrong chick. You know? I mean, if you sent it to the right chick, it was cooler. 
You know, that would have been between <laughs> him and her. We wouldn't even know about this. You know? <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the listeners, uh... I mean, don't, don't feel like, you know, don't be dissuaded into sending a little dick pic here and there. Have some fun, you know? No, Just please, sure be dissuaded. to the right Keep person. Just yourself, man. Because once it's, you hit sand. You know what's so weird, though, is like, <laughs> like, he, you know, he was like, he had some kind of like problem with painkillers. Yeah. And I'll say that to people, and they're like, oh, did he? And I'm like, you know, he sent a dick pic to a cheerleader, and they're like, oh, yeah, and I remember that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like the average person, like, that's what they remember. Or in the Wrangler commercials, you know? Yeah. yeah. What was the name of that one Which guy is- on uh, Entertainment Tonight, right? He got oh, kicked Pat O'Brien. Pat yeah, O'Brien. Pat O'Brien. <laughs> they had all those phone calls where <laughs> those phone calls were so funny. alcoholic, man. Yeah, those phone calls. Then you got Marv what Alper. This is what you remember by Marv Alper. You forget all basketball and all that. You just remember. The ladies didn't, he bite, didn't he bite a prostitute in the back? Oh, that's what he did, yeah. <laughs> no, that was Marv Alper. No, that's that, all I remember about him. He was the ladies' underwear guy, too. Didn't he wear yes. ladies' underwear as well? He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Oscar De La Hoya. Forget all his fights. It's like, I remember you cross-dressed and that girl sent the picture out, man, on social oh, media. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, Oscar. You know, that's what people remember, man. That's the one thing. <laughs> Forget all yeah. Mike Tyson's fights. They're thinking about it, but he still ate Evander's ear, though, man. I don't know if he can be the greatest of all time. Yeah, but that's what he's going to be famous for, like that one Biting thing. Biting the ear. <laughs> yeah. Minus, minus that, that they've forgiven each other and they hang out and all this and they <laughs> hang out with his son. like, nah, man, but he bit that dude's ear. Like, you know they're friends now, right? Nah, that couldn't be. <laughs> he bit his ear, man. And then he told the other dude he's going to eat his kids. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. So, yeah. But that's it, you know. And, you know, unfortunately, that's, uh, you know, you see the same thing with anything. There I mean, are other drugs zero, yeah, someone gets like, caught doing one thing, you know. Right, exactly. So that's all A-Rod and Barry Bonds. These guys, Mark McGuire, they're all just going to remember for steroids. Roger Clemens, steroids. That's the only thing that they're going to. Well, be I mean, also because people people put too much weight on the benefits of steroids exactly. as well, where they'll they'll say, "Well, you know, I could be big like those guys in Generation Iron if I used as well." It's like, no, you couldn't. It's like, oh, you know, if I took anabolics, <laughs> well, I'd be hitting home see, runs uh, too, like Mark yeah, McGuire. No, you wouldn't. I've, I've seen them take Barry Bonds right before they assume, you know, before he worked with Belka, they took Barry Bonds and they said, "Look, here's his trajectory as it would have gone if he was any other player." Right. He still would have broken most of those records. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he did it. You know, he lasted longer. He, you know, he stayed in a few years. But they said, "Look, here's where he would have been. He would have been a Hall of Fame player. He would have broke all these records with nothing. Just on the average trajectory he was going." Yeah. This is, and you know, people forget that they just oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's not like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa suck. Before they start taking out balls, like out of nowhere, these like guys just popped are, up. Like, who are these guys? They're, yeah, they're hitting 15 home runs per year, and then all of a sudden they're hitting 60. You know, this is not George Foster we're talking about. You know, who had that one fluke year? You know, George Foster had average, 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 then all of a sudden he hit 52 home runs in one year. You know, never repeated it. <laughs> but but someone like uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, they had several years of, of just well. I think great the other thing too is like, you know, they were kind of. Like, Barry Bonds was kind of like, he, he was an awful person in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you look at someone, yeah. and really people forget this, like Jason Giambi. Mm-hmm. Yep. He did steroids, but he was yep. a nice guy. So and people kind of like let him off the hook. Exactly. Like, he's, I mean, in New York, he's still like loved. And in Oakland, too. But, you know, like, Lance Armstrong's a dick, and Barry Bonds is a dick, so. <laughs> 
like, you know, they kind of get, get hit worse. You know, it's everything that they did over their career gets kind of lumped in when, when people say, oh, this guy's a cheater, you know, they're willing to overlook all the accomplishments without the steroids because the guy is, you know, unlikable. Right. Yeah. I mean, mo- mostly Bonds. Like, Armstrong is not the worst in the world. Clemens is kind of unlikable. Now, now, wrapping up, Anthony, what are let, let's end with some positives on anabolics, okay? We kind of covered the negatives with orals and so forth. Now, what are some of the positives of anabolics that people don't think of? You, get, you can get bigger and stronger. Everyone knows about that stuff. But what about additional benefits? Well, libido, obviously, right? Um, you well, some, well sometimes before, people uh, say libido goes down on anabolics. Is that is that just certain ones like DECA, as we already mentioned? You know, things like testosterone, obviously, your libido is going to go way up. Growth hormone, which is not a steroid, but does that have any impact on libido one way or I don't the other? think that one affects libido, but I do think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of issues with balance, right? Like, so if your estrogen goes all the way down you have no libido, right? I mean, if, right, it, exactly. if it's at zero, you're going to have no libido. Right. So I think some of it comes down to what kind of balance. Uh, I think sometimes people overdo it with, you know, they'll take a bunch of testosterone and then they'll take a really harsh anti-estrogen. Yeah, like a Rimadex or something like that and too much? Well, like, let's show you could take too much. of a Rimadex, I think, um, I don't think you could take too much of Rimadex. I mean, I think you could take... Really? Okay. I, I think you could take... Uh, too much in terms of you could take five grams of it, but it's not going to do. It's not going to do more than you know, point five grams. You know, like yeah. I, if, so if you take, uh, and I think the dose is like one milligram, right? Or in the right. It's usually, it's usually one, one milligram, milligram, three milligrams a week. Sometimes it's a weekly dosage. Sometimes it's just a yeah, small I mean, amount each day. If you take half a milligram a day, you get almost the same reduction in estrogen as if you take a full milligram a day. Okay. Right. Um, you know, but something like letrozole, you could take a very low amount and just bottom your estrogen out, you know? Yeah. So libido is one of the other benefits. What else? Uh, cognition. Um, like you said before, if, right. if your testosterone is optimized. Um, you know, you, you're sort of more focused, there's more clarity. Um, so libido, cognition, for sure. Um, hmm. I think energy levels, for sure, go up. Some say um, skin, skin elasticity improves. Yeah, I mean, anything you really associate with, you know, any sort of a guy in the prime of his life, right, 18, 20-year-old guy, whatever, um, like where your testosterone levels are maximum, your recovery, I mean, just in general. Um, and I, I don't even mean something like, you know, recovery from a workout. I mean, right. everything. Um, you, you know, you, you don't get enough sleep. If you're 50, that might, you know, knock you on your ass for a weekend, yeah. right? You're 18 and you don't get enough sleep. Like, what sleep? You don't care, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you're 18, right? You something happens, you go to school, you didn't even you didn't even go to bed. You're fine. Yeah. You try that at fifty, you know? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't even want to try that week. now, you know, in my forties. <laughs> I like my sleep, <laughs> man. 
No, I mean, it's just, you know, you just recover more quickly. And, right. and like I said, that's from everything. So I, th- I think the take-home message I want, sometimes I get emails from guys in their 50s and so forth, and they're going, well, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get on anabolics because I don't want to shut down my own production and all that. They're very weary of it, and I'm not saying that they, I'm not saying that they should feel a hundred percent ready to go, but I don't feel like they should avoid it because of these misconceptions no. they have. You know, go to a doctor and you could potentially benefit dramatically. And if your levels are already low and you're in your fifties or so forth, they're not going to come back naturally anyway. So you mind? So your choice. No, what are you your protecting? Choices, that yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are you protecting? You're, you have a 200 total testosterone. It's nothing. You're gonna feel like shit. So your choices are: you just deal with it and feel like crap, or you do something like take my testosterone booster. And let's say that doesn't work for you. You know, I've had a lot of guys in their 50s and 60s where it did work great. But let's say that doesn't work for you. Then you go to a doctor and you have that discussion: Is this a fit for you? And you guys figure it out because it can make a great difference in how you feel the quality of your life a lot of a lot of people are really grumpy at a certain age because their hormones are in flux they have way too much estrogen not enough testosterone yeah that's going to make you grumpy for sure yeah and like i said you know what like so all right you protected your natural level like all right and it's so low that you feel like garbage but, but you yeah, protected if, it you're if not gonna if your total is 200 you're free is probably zilch you know, what's bioavailable yeah. is probably nothing. So in essence, you don't have any testosterone. So people look at their total. Oh, well, you know, I'm 400. I'm normal. And their free is undetectable. Well, you don't have access to what you're producing. So in that essence, you're, you're testosterone deficient. You're, you're estrogen dominant no matter what your estrogen level is. And, and I've seen that both ways. I've seen people actually with a ton of free testosterone that feel great and their total is so low. Yeah. But they're using all of it. Right, right. Sometimes people's T levels are low though because they're working out hard and they're using they're actually using their levels while some sedentary people, you know, they've never depleted their levels because they've never done anything. You know, they've never worked out hard or pushed themselves to a certain extent. So ironically, they have higher levels than someone who's a workout fanatic who just hits it hard for many years. Yeah, no, you you see that a lot. And, and you know, I mean it's the same thing with, with any kind of you know, trauma that you subject your body to. Eventually, right. you know, it you takes might, its toll. Those of us who work out hard, we may not have as much testosterone showing up in the blood because maybe androgen receptors are scooping it up. Maybe we've depleted it because we're, we're actually using more. While someone who's sedentary, they never, they never use their reservoir because they never worked out hard or pushed themselves in business or anything else. Right. No, yeah, in anything usually. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you have these sedentary people. You do lab work, you're like, "Wow, this guy's this guy's T level is really good," but this guy looks like shit. <laughs> you know, you, just, you would think that this is going to be some strong, powerful dude on the other end, but it isn't. It's just someone who's had who has an abundance of T levels because they've never used anything. Yeah, no, you see it all the time. And, you know, you see it. It's interesting. You know, it's interesting when you see that. You know, someone's got this untapped reservoir. And you know you don't you don't get anything like if you if you're 90 and you die and you never use your testosterone you don't get anything. At the <laughs> yeah, end. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't you don't have some bonus like oh you died with really high levels you get extra credit going into heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't win. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes and, and that's what that's you know why would you not want like that that's kind of something I just always I wonder like people go like well you know. Well, what if you die a year earlier because you use steroids? Like, all right, but do I get to use them till the end? Because then, fine. Like, 
I mean, that's that's acceptable. I'd I'd, I'd rather that. Yeah. You know, you, you may you may live yeah, a year longer. Mobile. Yeah, you may live a year longer, but you're going to feel crap for a much longer period. Up so to did that. you really so live? live? And I'm not <laughs> yeah, saying exactly. you die a year earlier. I'm just saying, do I get to use them up until the day I die? Because then, great. <laughs> I mean, there's quality and quantity, right? So, I mean, let's say right. if you live up to 50, but you had a fantastic life, that to me is more of a success than living to 80, but you were miserable the whole time. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't necessarily want to live the longest life I can. I want to live, you know, the best life I can. Right, right, exactly. Well, hey, man, great having you on the show. Good discussion. Definitely some food for thought for a lot of listeners who are on the fence on which way they should go. And uh, any, anything you're working on, man? You got any projects? I know you're recovering from some some injuries, but anything you're working on right now? No, no, just not, not walking with a cane. Yeah. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> That's a big folks. Well, best of luck with recovery and everything. And uh, are any of your books available anywhere? Some books you've written on steroids? I know you wrote them a you while ago. Just like last time, if, if anyone wants to uh, drop you an email, I'm yeah, more than happy to send PDF copies. Okay. Of the books cool. You'll send people some free copies, ebooks. Great. What's your yeah. email? What's your email address, Anthony? Uh, mine's Anthony at steroids.us.com. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect, man. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll just send people whatever they they request, like because most great. of the books are out of print, but I still have them. Awesome, man. Thanks again, buddy. You have a good one. All right. Thanks for having me on. Right, Thank care, you. Man. Take care. Be good. All right. Take care, bye. And that's our good friend, not Anthony Robbins, Anthony Roberts. <laughs> we should we should put that in like the show notes. Anthony Robbins comes on the show to talk about the pros and cons of anabolic. You got like a hundred thousand downloads in the first twenty four hours. Like, oh shit, that's not Anthony Robbins. <laughs> All right, folks, you know the deal. Support the show. Use that coupon code LLA. Go get ten percent off some great supplements. Get your testosterone up. Get on my testosterone booster. You know, block that conversion to estrogen. So you stop watching Sex in the City marathons and, you know, being at the beck and call of your nagging wife. You know, get on these products so you can take charge of your household. Wear the <laughs> pants there. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can they do? What, what about your site, man? Same thing, man. NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the same coupon code. Ten percent off everything over there. The weight management program, the DVD, the ebooks. The hard copy books, all that good stuff. So the Cheria doors for you all you coffee lovers out there. So yeah, just use that same coupon code. Also head over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash LLA podcast. Become a monthly supporter of the show as well. And head over to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the hell you listen to this show on and leave a review, rate it, share it, and on whatever social media that you like to hang out on, man. And there you go. It's all wrapped up in one. Just boom. Pick one, do it. I mean, we can't overstate it enough. The reviews really help us. And yeah, we should yeah. have we should have way more than 188. You know, I see a couple more trickling in. Appreciate that. But we've been doing the show for you know, coming on three years. Not too far from now, it's going to be three years and 135 plus episodes. You know, we should have way more than 200 reviews. So yeah. get your head out of your ass. Get on your computer. There it is again. I heard go it. leave. Yeah, go, <laughs> go go leave us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher. Share that your enthusiasm on Twitter, Facebook. It all makes a big difference. Yep, we appreciate it. All right, folks. So that'll wrap it up to the next show. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye.